Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast. We are Heather and Katie, owners of Bar Path Fitness, here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation that permeates the fitness industry. Today, we have a Q&A podcast. All right, team, you know the drill. Three questions. If you want to ask us questions, join our Facebook group, Stronger Than Your Boyfriend, and hit us up on the social needs. Yes. And let's do this. All right. Okay, so a specific question from... Is this from the Facebook group, this first one? I think so. Yeah, we have two from the Facebook group, yeah. Perfect. Okay, this one says, Hey, Heather and Katie, question for maybe your next podcast. <laughs> is, it yeah. true, is it true your body can only digest approximately 30 grams of protein in one meal? What happens if you eat 30 plus grams of protein in a sitting? Um, so, no, this is not true. Optimally, I think... You want at least 30 grams per meal to ensure you're getting enough. And we were kind of discussing this prior to recording this. And Heather found a post by Lane Norton. He's a He's got his PhD in nutritional science. So do you want to read what he wrote? Yeah. So as far as like the studies. Yep. His his basically the gist of his I'll keep it short is that protein absorption is going to depend on the individual protein source. Right. So it depends on the amino acid profile um, of what you're doing. Like, is it a vegan protein? Is it a full amino acid, you know, like animal protein, all that jazz. And there is technically right now, no set cap for absorption based on intake. Right. So, um, now that's a different, that's a different set saying, or it's a different thing from, you know, what's optimal for protein, for protein muscle, um, synthesis. Um, but, as far as like max amount, um, protein absorption is all about the individual protein source. And so there's not really a general rule of thumb. Yeah. And just to just to note, something that he included in the post, which I think pretty much relates to this as far as digestibility and how much you absorb, animal proteins are more bioavailable than plant proteins. So that just means you digest them a little bit easier. So definitely keep that in mind. I feel like if you're eating 30 grams of plant protein versus animal protein, you pay attention to how you feel doing both of those, I guess I would say is if you're trying to decide if you want to go vegan or not, I guess would be why you would do that or why you would try to do like 30 grams of pure plant protein versus 30 grams of pure animal protein. But anywho, I generally just tend people to do whatever works best for them. You know, generally I found that people don't do well eating a shit ton of protein at once. So you're probably better breaking it up into at least three meals because of the satiety factor from eating a decent amount of protein at once and for better digestion. Your you know, your body absorbs what you give it in some capacity, right? And it poops out the rest. So plain and simple, you're going to either store it as body fat, store it as muscle or use it for energy or poop it out. So that's pretty much what happens. And you'll know if you're pooping out your food immediately, if you're running to the bathroom right after you're you eat a big, heavy protein meal. So maybe that's not the best for you. And you'll just know based off of how you feel. You might feel sluggish. You might have a stomach ache. You might be gassy. If that's you and you're eating like two meals a day to get your optimal protein intake, you might want to think about splitting them up. But, uh, you know, generally that's that's pretty much been, you know, it's it's debunked. It's a myth. So... Yeah, I think the there's some research that suggests that three to four meals per day may be the best as far as muscle protein synthesis, um, yeah. right? And like timing, et cetera. But it's it's not a hard, fast rule. It depends on the person. It depends on the, you know, the thing that you're eating. But if you think about that and depending on how much protein, you know, that may not even be your full protein amount if you exactly. were to do only 30 grams. So, yeah. So general, just do what works for you. Hit yeah. your optimal protein intake, like we always say. Yep. So. Yep. What you have to do for the day is what's most important. So yeah. Okay. 
All right. Question number two. Do you have any meal prepping tips? Yeah, I feel like a couple good tips are maybe pick two to three recipes for the week and, you know, find recipes that sound good for, you know, for you that you would like and cook, you know, for maybe one to three days for each of those meals. Like maybe you're picking two days a week, two days out of the week to meal prep. I feel like a general, you know, a a common uh cadence i guess you should you could say as far as like meal prepping is sundays and wednesdays because on sundays you're prepping for monday tuesday and then you don't want to prep for the entire week because you don't want your food to go bad because ideally you're eating a lot of whole foods that could be just the day you're you know picking a few pounds of meat and cooking them up a roast you know get a big sheet pan of potatoes and veggies throw them in the oven toss your toss them in some oil or butter first throw them in the oven there you have some some you can split up the you know different portion sizes of that little mixture and yeah i just pick a few different protein options cook them up it's really easy to do in the summer because it's like grilling season so you could do you know chicken on the grill burgers on the grill etc but right now we're in winter crock pots are your best friend so like now it's stews soups chili so easy you just put all the ingredients that you like put them in the crock pot and then just let it cook for the entire day. So, and if you're feeling like you need more recipes, there are so many in our Facebook group. I've actually been meaning to get like somebody on our team to go through there and like compile all of them because there are so many good ones. We really should because especially shout out Jay, my client, she's, there was a point I feel like earlier this year, it was, almost every day I feel like she was posting a recipe and I was like, God damn it. I just feel like I can't keep up with her. We should do, I feel like we talked about this before on the podcast. Like let's do Jay's recipe book. Right. Right. <laughs> and yes. the rest of you. No, I'm just kidding. But yes. yeah, I mean, it's, you know, meal prepping, It it's going to require some work. There are things you can do to make it easier. You know, if you like to eat the same foods, that's going to be the easiest because like I said, you can pick some, you know, a couple different protein options, cook them, you know, the the potatoes and and veggies thing is really easy. Cook a bunch of rice for the week and you're pretty good as far as a meal. But if you want to switch it up, find recipes and just make a lot of it. So like if you find a recipe and let's say it serves, you know, four people and you want to double that, we'll just double all the ingredients in there. It's pretty easy. And if you're real bougie, you can hire a meal prep company or hire a chef. Shout out Kelly of Kelly's Clean Kitchen. She's a chef for anyone in... Southern California. That was one of my favorite interviews because I it, was like, huh, that's what I need in my life. A personal yeah. chef. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was I just really, need to be rich. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And you, de- I feel like you definitely have to be rich to hire her. But anywho, she's Probably. awesome. She's amazing. Yeah, Listen she's to that great. episode. It's a great, really fun episode. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. cool. Um, question number three. I have outgrown my home gym for some of the moves I'm doing and can't afford to add more weight to my gym right now. Would you continue to do the movements with less weight or find something else to do? I, you know, we've talked about this before. We, if you, if it's not feasible for you to join a gym, then don't like, there are a lot of different things you can do to make your workouts harder. This is where time under tension is your best friend. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're doing slow eccentrics. The eccentric is the lowering part of any movement and you can switch it up and do slow concentric. So that's Ugh. the lifting part of, they're the up part of any movement. So 
You can do slow eccentric and a slow concentric in the same damn rep if you really need to to get more time under tension. That sounds absolutely terrible. No, thank you. I it is. I've actually done it. Sometimes, yeah. My coach programs that for me sometimes and it's fucking terrible. But it's honestly, it's a great way if you don't have access to a lot of weight. Pauses are great too. This is just another way to create more time under tension. Unilateral work. This is your best friend. I feel like there are a lot of, you know... <laughs> It's hard to progress lower body without a lot of weight. So unilateral lower body work is your best friend here. You know, you need obviously less weight for that. And I would recommend trying moves that are outside of your comfort zone. So like progress body weight skills for your lower body or in in your upper body. But I just feel like most people find it harder to progress lower body because your lower Mm. body can handle a lot more weight. But if you're, you know, trying to accomplish or achieve some of these skills, like pistol squats, sissy squats, Cossack squats, etc. You're getting a lot of strength and mobility gains. And you'd be surprised by the results that you would get from just trying to learn these. It's a lot yeah, of and neurological they're gonna, Yeah. They're going to add to your main like squat too. Like just like a general barbell back squat. Like if you yeah. increase your mobility and your strength at the bottom of something like a pistol or a Cossack squat, then yeah. you're going to, you know, your, your bar, it's going to pay off in your, in your overall back squat as well. Oh, yeah. Like I've I've mentioned this example before, but when COVID was a thing and no one could go to any gyms, most of my clients did pretty much strictly bodyweight workouts at home. And then when they got back into the gym, a lot of them were like, holy shit, my lifts feel way better. Like they thought they were going to be so much weaker. And, you know, as far as weight on the bar, it it took them a while to get back up. Not even that long, but it was more of like the stability factor. Like they just felt more solid and secure and stable, which improves your strength in the long one, long run a lot quicker. So maybe they weren't squatting as much as they did before the lockdowns happened, but it didn't take them that long to get back to that level and then get even stronger. So don't sleep on the bodyweight movements. Right. Yes. I do know like you can, another suggestion would be if you do have bands, um, you can yeah. like utilize them with your weights too. You know, like if you have dumbbells that go up to 30, and you don't have, you know, 40s and you think you need 40s, depending on the movement, you might be able to utilize a band with your dumbbells to make it harder. Oh, yeah. I, a little yeah, harder. That's it's a harder really... of a suggestion, but it's it's kind of fun sometimes to try. Yeah. I mean, why not? If you yeah. have access to it at home, if you have the bands, try it. It's it's definitely, yeah. definitely different. So, yeah. Um. All right. I feel like that is it. Cool. Right? Yeah. Cool. Well, if I you like so. this podcast... Rate and review it and share it with all your friends. Give us a five-star rating, buddy. Yes. Review it too. That really helps. And um, 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 anything else? Nope. That's it. All right. Peace out, fam. 